0: Your band sounds great, but how does it look? No one knows if you're in the dark. Light up your gigs with Chauvet DJ. Chauvet DJ is the brand of affordable and easy-to-use entertainment lighting that can help your band rise above the competition with great-looking and dynamic visual stage looks. From pack-and-go lighting systems that set up and tear down in seconds to Bluetooth-enabled lighting, with the touch of a button or step on a foot pedal, Chauvet DJ has your gig lighting covered. You rock the gig. Chauvet DJ will make sure the crowd sees you do it. Rock in the Spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com. That's C-H-A-U-V-E-T-D-J.com.
1: What's up, Netty Pot users? This is the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
0: Here in Greensboro, North Carolina, Dan Ray. I... My friend, we have been through a lot together. We have. You sound rough. I um, I've been better. Yeah. Yeah. What's up with you?
1: So, I don't know. I think on, it's probably Saturday, I woke up with a little tickle oh. in the back of my throat. And you, can, and I was you like, just That's know
0: weird. it's coming.
1: And then the next night it got worse, and, yeah. and the next night it got worse, and... So I'm on day four of my, uh, my throat being raw and, um, you know, just, just making lemonade, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not like congested or anything. Um, and I don't, I, well, I I would say I, I don't feel bad, but actually like, as I was sitting down this evening, I was like, oh, I I don't, I don't feel well. Mm. (laughs) That being said, uh, I definitely have a show on, uh, on Saturday.
0: Yeah so yeah and it must go on the way these things do
1: yeah in other news um just kind of um (laughs) i've got a fun little anecdote i'll pick up in a little bit um and then just kind of doing some some agency work and and helping some friends out with some other stuff so that's pretty much what i've been up to we did a family vacation uh up to chattanooga for fall break nice Uh, then nina and the pinta were there on columbus day so we we got on the boats like Wait. literal boats
0: in, in Chattanooga.
1: Yeah. Huh. Like somebody, like somebody built one for one replicas of the Nina and the Pinta and they like travel on waterways Yeah, and then dock. And then you go and you, you look at them. Not very big.
0: S- suck it Santa Maria.
1: Yeah. Well, the Santa Maria, uh, it's sunk. Did it on, I think like Christmas Eve of like four, 1492, I believe.
0: You are so dialed in about uh, things.
1: Well, I was there. I mean, <laughs> I, I was when literally, I, when I when was old, standing on it. What's happening? So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Uh, got to see some family. Um, Chattanooga is a cool town. Uh, for those of you who have never been, uh, f- as far as musicians go, the coolest thing that they've got in town is this thing called Songbird's Guitar Museum, hmm. which is more or less... It's – I mean, it's – honestly, it's it's Vince Gill's guitar collection that he is just displaying. Nice. And there's other things as well, but um, he's one of the main people behind it. And um, if you pay extra, they've got, like, this VIP tour where, like, they'll let you play one of the original Snakehead Hmm. Fender Telecasters, like, one of the OGs. Cool. And all kinds of, like, rare, super rare guitars. So – it's a cool place. If you've never been, I recommend it. It's a neat town. That's
0: cool. I'll have to check that out. I've done, I've done um, Knoxville recently. Yep, which is pretty hip. The uh, the Sun Sphere and everything. Sun Sphere. It's full of wigs. I don't know. Full if of wigs. Aware of that.
1: Yeah. Yep. And a visitor center.
0: Yes. Yes. Well, let's see. Um, that was your thing. The last um, bit that I have done was the one. My first night of the live acoustic karaoke. Yeah. And every time I say that, I have to say it deliberately because what wants to come out of my mouth is live acoustic trivia. I did that for a really long time and then we stopped doing that because that place quit doing those things. And so, um, so it was a fun night. It was three hours, which was probably either too much or we just started too early. I started at seven and, uh, the first 40 minutes of it was solo acoustic because nobody was taking me up on it. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you, you, <laughs> it's kind of you know
1: yeah karaoke does require a certain amount of courage whether real or manufactured yeah,
0: yeah and people just had were not fully lubricated to do it yet um and of course the you know the one of the things that i said on my cover sheet to my list was this is a no judgment zone we are here to celebrate musical expression you know you, you there's nobody's you know sing like nobody's looking and there were a few people who did um quality varied drastically, but um, there are a couple of people... Yeah, it's Russian Roulette. Oh, totally. You never know. You never know. Um, and that's the fun in it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, and one guy who... Um, he was into it. That's what I'll say about him. He was super into it. He, he sang four or five things. Um, and uh, I mean, I wouldn't hire him to sing, but he... <laughs> he did and then and then some other people were super into it too and did three four five things. The room wasn't super full either. So a lot of people got a lot of opportunities. But um sure. I posted a couple of videos if you're interested go check out uh the Dan Ray musician Facebook page. Um my friend Diane doing um uh me and Bobby McGee <clears throat> and then uh Jen who I met that night doing uh dreams. And nailing, I'm sorry. No, no gold dust woman, gold dust woman. And just, just, uh, it was amazing. She was, she was fantastic. Awesome. So there were a couple of really good, good points of the night. Also, um, Taylor, my partner in the new duo acoustic came and we did a couple. Um, I called her, I called her a ringer cause <laughs> we had rehearsed, which is unfair. Um, so it was a good time. And, um, I, it turns out I have a conflict for this week. We have a private that I was somehow not on the calendar. Um, And I double booked to do a karaoke night for that. And so that is, I just canceled that and I'll be there the week after and the week after that. So, and then we'll see kind of how it goes, you know, fine tune it. We know it's an experiment and, um, you know, we'll just check it out. Nice. Now tomorrow night, Thursday, uh, I have a gig at a place in Charlotte, which is an hour and a half from me for the record. Um, and, uh, it's the full band. They reached out to us shortly after we won the thing in the paper um, and it's at a place called uh, Tin Roof, which I guess is a chain. I guess it starts. Yeah, we we've got a couple. All right. Um, and I I'd never heard of them, but they reached out. I guess they're in Charlotte and Raleigh, and a couple in Atlanta. Turns out. Um. Yep. And apparently it's quite a venue. I don't know. The
1: the one here is kind of. We played there. We played there one time, and while it was a good time was had by all. Um, it it wasn't. I would say up to our standards of as such.
0: Okay. Well, we'll see. It's a, you know, it's house sound, which is always a, always kind of a crap shoot. Um, yes. And, um, but I've been chatting with the, um, the engineer and he seems like he has it together. You know, good. I'm, I'm coming in with some oddball stuff, you know, we're wireless for some things and we're playing on tracks, which is weird. And so we sort of doped out how we're going to do all of that. And he seems like he's got a handle on it. So that's, that's good. And, um, yeah, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. Cool. A couple of my Charlotte friends who've always been like, Oh, one day I'll make it up to Greensboro. They're coming. So fantastic. That's a good thing. That's a good thing.
1: Yeah. Um, the wrinkle with this weekend, other than, you know, my voice not being there is, uh, our guitar player is out. So I am, uh, filling that role. Hmm. So, um, been spending some time working on that and, uh, just, you know, we're going to have to tweak our song list a little bit just because, um, Pulling double duty isn't always uh, Feasible with some of the tunes That we're doing uh, So that's kind of been my my challenge this week The other challenge is is that I sent four of my guitars off to my tech To He's rewiring two and setting All of them up um, So other than spending all of my money Right. Um, but it was time to do it You know the season's changing And um, all my guitars needed some love uh, Especially like well, the Steinberger's getting new pickups. Good. Um, so it's a bit more usable. Yeah, you've been um, talking about that. Yeah, I finally just bit the bullet and um, I I got some uh, GFS pickups because I only spent 175 on the guitar itself, so I didn't feel <laughs> that putting you know like a Demarzio Evolution set right, right. in it was going to you know give me what I was looking for any more than you know seventy bucks would. So. We'll see. It can't. Sound, it literally. There's oh, the likelihood of it sounding any worse is very low. <laughs> so, there you go. And um, luckily, you know, I don't know if you've ever read. Um, there's well, a lot of people say this stuff. Um, I've been reading this. You are a badass at making money um, by this lady named Jen Sincero. Yeah, and she's very much of the like, you know, the universe. There's money out there, and it's yours, and you just need to, you know raise your level and whatever. But it's funny because as I was doing that, I, I also um purchased a cameo for an event that we've got coming up and uh, a gig that I did literally a year ago um, that I didn't get paid for just landed in my lap this morning. So, wow, you know, all right, money manifested itself. I invested in myself and the universe returned in kind. How about that?
0: How about that? Suck it, universe! Yeah, take that, poverty. Anyway, Uh, who was the cameo?
1: Um, Downtown Julie Brown. Great, great, great. Because you know it's kind of that's that's where no, it's
0: great. Of course, of course, you would. Of course, it is.
1: She, if you know, the the thing with cameos is that they they actually do have the. I mean, they actually they have the ability to say yay or nay on it. Um, so it's been twenty four hours, and I think after. Uh, another 24 they just refund you your money Mm. because like if they don't if if they don't act in time or they just don't want to do it uh, they don't have to which is fine but it would be really cool if they did it would be Um, because we're announcing a show tomorrow uh, and having that would be super helpful so there you go (laughs) We're doing another 80s ladies night. Um, we're not doing... Are you guys doing New Year's Eve? I think you had already said that you would signed up We're not currently for booked one. for New Year's no? Eve.
0: I mean, we'd, we'd, we'd take a booking. We don't we don't have one now. We had a
1: couple of offers, and it just... The money... So I, I just want to go ahead and throw this out there. If you guys are talking about New Year's Eve, um, that is a time and a half night. Oh, yeah. So, at least. At least. So if if somebody is wanting... To have you play for New Year's Eve, you need to take your your base rate or the rate that you want it, and you need to add another fifty percent on top of that. Um, because that is what you're worth on a night like that. I mean and I'd be start perfectly by d- I I, frankly, start... I'd
0: start by doubling it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, time and a half is is the you know the typical amount that you would go for. Um, for us, we've had like probably four or five offers come in. And the juice was just wasn't worth the squeeze for it, um, because it, it is you know more or less you know we we just call it amateur night. It's it's yeah. people being silly, yep. and I would rather not be silly, or deal with people who are silly. Um, so we are doing an event on the twenty seventh, which is the Saturday before New Year's Eve, and um, I'm thinking that we'll probably have a, a pretty good turnout. Um, we're we'll I think we're announcing the show tomorrow. And uh, that gives us plenty of time to sell tickets and hopefully, you know, because it's a, it's a fun night, but that'll be, that's our makeup date for uh, Venkman's and that's the last nice. show of our
0: year. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. I think we're playing that night too. I think it's uh, a big time that <coughs> night. Hard to know if it's going to be He's like, them oh, pigs. everybody's out of town for the holidays or oh, everybody's been stuck with their family. They're really excited to get out. <laughs> could, yeah. You just got to roll the
1: dice on could that could one. Go either way.
0: Yeah. For sure. Yeah.
1: Now, this is not a sponsored post, but I would like to let you guys know that tonight's episode is sponsored by Children's Nyquil Cold and Cough.
0: Well, that is the thing that I thought we might talk about, because we've mentioned it a couple of times, but here yep. is this fine opportunity to talk about performing sick. Yes. Because it happens. It does. And you're gonna.
1: Yep. I most certainly am. Yeah. So
0: what do you uh what do you have in your bag of tricks about that?
1: Um the the thing about having tricks or or what have you is that there really aren't any, um, (laughs) your body, (laughs) your body is your body, you know? Um, so the things that work for you when you are well should work for you when you are ill. One thing I am doing is that, uh, I know it doesn't sound like it, but I'm not really, I'm not, I'm not doing a lot of talking. I've, I've kind of laid back, um, as far as, you know, using my voice, um, and that's part of the reason why I sound so kind of like low and kind of cruddy is because honestly, I haven't spoken more than probably 20 words today until
0: right this moment. Yeah. Um, it's really important to save what you have, you know, yeah. when, when your voice is on the edge, man, you just got to try and hold back from, you know, yeah. S- discussions.
1: For me, for me, it's the same thing that I would normally do, which is uh, drink lots and lots of water um, it's sober October, so no alcohol that will help. Uh, cause you don't want anything drying you out. Um, and then the only other protocol I'm adding to that, that I normally wouldn't do is probably things like hot tea, honey, um, and, and the, uh, the good old neti pot.
0: Yeah. You know, my, I just
1: love, I just love it.
0: You know, the thing I say about it is, uh, I, I, I would use it, but I just can't get my head around it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I, um, I put, I tried it last night and uh, the water was too cold and gave myself the uh, brain freeze from hell. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was fun. That's nice. But, it, uh, you know, for those of you, if you've never tried it, it it sadly does work. Um, it is the most effective way of clearing out all of that stuff up there without resorting to um, decongestants, which are really not great uh, for singers. Um but another thing that I typically will use is, uh, is mentholated cough drops whilst singing. They, uh, they keep your mouth kind of moist and um, kind of kill the, uh, the urge to cough if you've got the coughing going on.
0: Do you have a cough so, drop
1: you like? Cherry um, Halls. Cherry Halls. pretty much my go-to.
0: I will tell you, I discovered a brand called Fisherman's Friend. Okay, and the, it comes in two strengths. There's, and I get the maximum strength because because you're a maximum guess, kind of guy. Know, I'm, I'm an American, so I go for overkill. Um, so uh, the thing about them is they well they come in this little tiny pouch, and um, they're brown and kind of leathery, mm. and they taste like um, they taste like death. They taste. It, uh, they will kill any beer you drink next. Like any, anything that you taste next is just ruined. Yeah. Have it be something you don't care about. Um, but man, do they work? They're really, really good. And, um, I, when I'm, when I have a cough or I'm, you know, sore throat or whatever, I often just keep a little pouch of them on the floor next to my pedals and, uh, just dip in there as the night goes on. Cause, um, yeah. just one of those kind of back in the back of my mouth keeps me pretty much Okay.
1: Yeah. The, the other thing you want to do is you want to warm up Yes. and you want to warm up good. Yes. Kind of work your way into it. Um, you know, don't, don't go full bore, uh, straight out of the gate, kind of slowly, uh, work yourself into it. Um, and to be perfectly honest, like there have been plenty of times where I have walked into a gig feeling and sounding like this and where I had a fantastic performance oh sure
0: oh listen no uh, there there is such a thing as stage health yep you know you hit the stage the lights are on you the people are looking at you and suddenly you feel amazing and i don't know what's happening in your you know adrenal system to make that happen but um yeah it certainly is the case that i just suddenly forget that i'm not feeling well
1: well and also i mean the the mechanism of singing doesn't really it's not affected by the things that are, that happen when you are sick. If you're, if you're thinking about it, you know, medically, yeah. um, cause your vocal fo- folds don't really interact with anything other than maybe the drainage that you've got. Mm-hmm. And as long as you can keep that to a minimum, um, you know, your resonant your resonance may be off a little bit, um, because it's full of goo. Um, but it, it shouldn't affect like your ability to deliver, sound
0: yeah now in terms of drainage i sometimes this is i'm love that we're having a conversation where i can say in terms of drainage yeah um i know it's not great it's one of those things that like i know it's not great but i have had shows where i will take i will i will bring a couple of sudafed and i'll pop them right before i go on just to just to kill that drainage just to dry out whatever's there and um and that really does seem to help, as long as I can also stay hydrated. Because it couldn't, yeah, know, it can, it can do bad, dry things to your vocal folds too.
1: Most definitely, yeah. Uh, I try to avoid it, but it, we'll have to see how the day goes uh, on Saturday. Um, it may, it may be one of those things where I don't really have a, a choice. Yeah. Um, but m- more times than not, I'm, I'm usually able to to get around it and um, sing all the stuff I need to sing. And uh, once you you kind of get your your voice warmed up and it acclimated to singing. Um, you know, the coughing urges tend to kind of die down a little bit. Like, like, you know, you were saying um, getting into performance mode kind of um, mutes some of that stuff. Yep. And you are just out there doing your thing. Um, but in between, you know, lots of water, lots of rest, um, taking it easy and uh, keeping, keeping the drainage maintained.
0: Don't let the sound of your own wheels make you crazy
1: oh geez um and another note i wanted to go ahead and throw this out there i don't have this on the schedule but um i had a conversation with uh, a gentleman named jamie vendera mm. who if you aren't aware of who he is um he is a uh, very well respected vocal coach um worked with guys like james labrie from dream theater mm. and um lots of other artists uh he and i have been back and forth a few times and i um, trying to schedule an interview with him how oh, so, cool If you are a singer and you wanted uh, us to ask a question to a very well-respected vocal coach, you should hit us up, coverbandconfidential at gmail.com, or you could reach out to us at the all-new coverbandconfidential.com. It's still there. People have been going. um, (laughs)
0: It's not down yet.
1: (laughs) Nope. Nope. The the servers are not overwhelmed uh, at this time. (laughs) We've got room for you. Yes yeah, the more the merrier yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing the cool thing that happened was um we picked up another patron oh nice yeah one of our one of our good buddies from the um from the group who uh, has joined and uh been a uh, a welcome regular contributor has uh has hopped on at the I think he's at the high five level, maybe side hugs. I have to check the, the status
0: either way i'll give I'll give him front hugs. I don't care <laughs> I don't care.
1: You're, you're just, you know, you're so, you're so generous I, with yourself. Look,
0: I am a giving human. Speaking of, let's also just take a moment here to acknowledge uh, these giving humans.
1: It takes a lot of work to get people to a gig. When they do show up, make sure they can see you. Put your band in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Entertainment lighting that is affordable, reliable, easy to use, and set up and tear down. But most of all, Chauvet DJ is the brand of entertainment lighting that creates better audience experiences at your gigs by adding dynamic visual looks and moods to perfectly suit the music you're playing. Imagine dramatic color changes, dynamic strobes and chases, and even blackouts at the end of songs. All possible with just a step on a foot pedal or the touch of a button on a mobile device using some Chauvet DJ's Bluetooth or DMX technology. Being in a cover band is a performing art that uses audio and visual production. So don't rock in the dark. Set your band apart from the competition with professional lighting you can load right into your car along with all your other gear. Small effort, big results. Don't just rock. Rock in the spotlight with Chauvet DJ. Learn more at ChauvetDJ.com.
0: This episode of CoverBank Confidential is sponsored by Bob's Angry Pins. Now, I first encountered Bob's Angry Pins via an ad they ran on Facebook. And the first thing that struck me was their pricing. Get this. Bob's Angry Pins will send you 100 inch and a quarter pins for $20. Total deal. Then I went to their Facebook page, which you can find by searching Facebook for Bob's Angry Pins or by following the link in the show notes. And I saw the great work they do. Full color, 300 DPI, photo quality prints, and heavy duty pin hardware. Cheap and fast shipping looked promising. Ordering couldn't have been easier. They handle it all through Facebook Messenger. Just hit them up and coordinate sending in your art. You can either send them fully built, print-ready files, or work with them to design your pins from your graphical components. They'll send you back a proof for your approval. Then a day or two later, you get a picture of your produced pins. A couple more quick days to ship, and ta-da, you are in the pin business. They were responsive and easy to get a hold of the whole way through, and I couldn't have been happier with the pins I received. I used the pins I got from Bob's Angry Pins for a lot of reasons. I've sold a few, but mostly they've been giveaway handouts to audience members or attachments to marketing materials or leave behinds on gig hunting outings. Maybe bonuses I've thrown in with some online merch orders, that sort of thing. At this cost point, you can hand them out like candy. It's a piece of cake. But the best feedback I ever got on them was the day the manager at a local brewery booked us for monthly shows throughout 2019. She was actually wearing the pin we left her on the strap of her overalls. She said she'd been looking for for like a steady house band, and she talked to lots of people, but what she loved about us was we personally came, showed up, talked to her, and left her some pins. Boom. There it is. The power of pins. Bob's Angry Pins is offering a special discount for listeners of Cover Band Confidential. Mention the discount code CBC2019 when you're setting up your order. You'll get 10% off their already ridiculous pricing. How can you not act on that? Bob's Angry Pins, y'all. Go get you some pins. And we're back. So much time has passed. I know moments,
1: but yes, um, I wanted to just give a shout out to uh, Dan Grayson uh, from the group, who is one of our one dollar a month patrons. Every little bit is awesome. Cha-ching. So ching, big thanks uh, for anybody who's willing to do that.
0: Totally, totally. see so, yeah, yeah. No, the 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 support and appreciation you know um we've said it before (laughs) adam and i are total you know uh uh junkies for the stats page on our podcasting platform we put an episode up and like 24 hours later we're like
1: how did it do it's not even that it's just every single morning every
0: single morning i'm checking the stats i have a spreadsheet um you know more than 300 people now have listened to the episode with your charming wife oh fantastic i will let her know that yeah yeah we're well, still, I don't know people, uh, 300, 300, 300 listens, 300 plus yeah, listens 300, across, you know, downloads and Spotify and native on the podcasting <laughs> platform. So
1: yeah. Yeah. Numbers, ha- we have been trending up, which is always a good thing.
0: Totally. Totally. Yeah. Now you had an anecdote.
1: Oh, I already told it. The, oh. the, the, anecdote was the, I had played a gig. So the, the long story of that was, um, around this time last year, um, some buddies of mine needed a sub guitar player. So it was, it was a two show, two band, one date situation. Mm. So we did one gig as, um, as one band. And then we went downtown and then we did another gig. Um, lots of, it was, it was a lot of material to onboard and it was just for one night, but, um, went ahead and did that. And just, this is one of those things that, um, people, you know, you, you may run into this at some point. Um, where the balance of a professional or friendship relationship kind of gets knocked loose. Mm. Uh, in this particular instance, um, this gig happened and money came in and then the money wasn't there to pay me. And it was awkward, but like, in know, it didn't, in my case, it wasn't a make or break situation. Um, I I didn't, I didn't need the money at the time. It was just kind of a, I was doing this for a friend and, you know, it was a nice to, nice to have kind of situation. Um, And it was just a series of um, circumstances that kind of compounded on one another and it just kind of fell through the cracks. And the thing that, that really stinks about it was that um, I, I didn't really mind, but I knew that the person who, you know, technically owed me the money felt weird about it. Sure. And so that definitely adversely affects your relationship with that person. And, and he's, you know, someone you, I worked with professionally and is a friend. Um, and I, and I never, in that sense, never wanted to, um, I didn't push the issue. You know, he'd bring it up every now and then. I'd be like, look, man, we're good. Um, whenever it happens, cool. But you know, we're not, wor- I'm not worried about it. So, um, I've been working on another project for them, trying to help them get some promo material, uh, kind of presentable and, um, just got a, a, a PayPal notification and he was like, all right, we're, we're square. I was like, dude, we've been square, but I, I appreciate it. I knew in that it wasn't going to saying, Hey, you don't need to pay me back. Wasn't going to work. Yeah, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like in that, in that moment, in that dynamic, um, that needed to exchange hands for reasons. Yeah.
0: No, good for him. That's great.
1: So, um, but yeah, he, he paid me back and, and it's all good. And, um, it actually, like I said, it was very timely. Um, but you know, the, the thing you, money's just a a tricky thing and it's a tricky thing in all circumstances, especially when it's, you know, between bandmates or friends and, and that kind of thing. And, and you can take, you can go about it two different ways. You can go about it the business way where you can hound somebody and all you're doing is, you know, if it's, if it's, if a situation where you need the money, then by all means, you know, get your money. Um, but make sure that whatever it is that you're doing, whatever it is you're trying to, uh, to settle, um, that it isn't at the cost of the relationship of the relationship. Sorry. Yeah. I didn't get re- I
0: didn't get emotional in that moment it was
1: just that <laughs> just phlegm. Yeah. The, the, the relationship, relationship
0: Well, listen, it, it, <coughs> one of the things that we're um human beings are weird about money um in a few ways but the main one is that we confuse it with personal value. Yeah. You know, we confuse it with um worth, you know. And um our culture supports that confusion, I think.
1: Totally. Um
0: but you know, it just ain't that. It just ain't that. And now there there is valuing what you do. Um But, you know, in, in this case, you, you had an appreciation for the relationship with this person that didn't have anything to do with whatever money situation had happened in the past. Um yeah. But for him, you know, I actually kind of like it because, because for him sort of his, his integrity wouldn't let it slide. And I, right, I appreciate that. That's, that's good. That's good.
1: And he's a, he, he is like, he's a good dude. And, you know, just came into a, a series of circumstances that were just super unfortunate Sure, and it just happened to kind of coincide with this payment needing to happen. Um, and that's, and that was another thing is that I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to give him grief about it because he had other things that were much more important going on that he needed to address. Sure, So, you know, Anytime that kind of stuff happens, um, I'm always going to lean into the relationship. I'm always going to prioritize that uh, as long as there's, there's a relationship to maintain. Now, you know, if it's a situation where, you know, there is no respect there or that relationship has broken down, you know, maybe I'll approach it differently. But I, 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 I tend to lean towards, you know, giving people the benefit of the doubt and being supportive instead of being, you know, ruthless. Sure. Um, in certain circumstances, it's perfectly acceptable and called for. Uh, but in this case, I didn't
0: feel like it was. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But cool. seriously, man, just raise your vibrational level and the money will just
0: come to you. <laughs> that must be it. I'm not it totally. Is. If I'm not rich, I'm not uh, sufficiently no, I mean, vibrate- as, vibratory.
1: As much as you, know, you can take all of that stuff with a grain of salt, but I feel like there is something to that. You know if you have the mentality that money is all around you um the way that you handle it the way that you look at it the way that you pursue business opportunities it all kind of shifts true so there is something to that i true. I, I, I truly believe there oh, is. oh absolutely
0: in terms of in terms of um creating your own perception and the opportunities that your own perception provides for you to i am I'm, I'm completely on board yeah completely on board
1: so you don't have to worry about any of the other stuff but just note that Um, and, and and I've read two of this lady's books at this point. Um, she's, she's the author of the, you are a badass series, right? Right. Um, you should, if, if you are remotely interested in that kind of pep talk kind of book, uh, I, I do recommend them. Um, her anecdotes aren't always a hundred percent true. Um, I was driving home and was listening to it today and she was talking about, uh, Prince opening for the Rolling Stones and, um, At the end of her thing, she said, and that's when Prince decided he would never be an opening act ever again. And I was like, well, (laughs) he kind of hopped on the Rick James tour right after he got kicked off the Stones tour. So that's not exactly what happened. But, you know, I'm a music nerd. And if I wasn't, I wouldn't have given that a second thought.
0: And the truthiness of the story is probably more important than its actual factuality. Of course.
1: Yeah. And and. I'll give her credit. There's been a couple of times where she's like, this is a terrible analogy and I know it's not true, but it does prove my point. So I'm going to use it. Yeah, that's good. As we all should. Sure. Anywho. It's good.
0: Listen, I have Set. a, I have a gear note. Okay. My, um, custom in-ears, uh, yep. shipped and should be here tomorrow. Nice. So that's exciting. I'm, I'll, I'll probably use them for my gig on Friday night. Fantastic. Um, So that's a good thing. The other thing is I took out my IP 300 Mm -hmm. for the first time for the karaoke show last weekend and um, it essentially filled this bar space. uh, Just one of them. I was going to buy a second one, but I don't think I am. I think the one is plenty for an acoustic show. Nice. So um, yeah, super happy with it. It sounded great. It spread wide. It, um, you know, filled this room that I've been filling with the two, ip2000s with the full band mostly to get over top of the drums um I sounds like i'm blaming the drums i'm not i stepped in that last <laughs> week and it triggered a whole facebook yeah thing. you did i know it was, it was i know the, i know i have spiciest. nothing against i have nothing against electronic drums i played with i played in bands that had electronic drums i totally totally get the um the the value they provide in terms of sound control no question whatsoever um and for my current band it just wouldn't be a fit i think that's what it comes sure. down to yeah. Um. Uh. Not for not that for another band it wouldn't be, but for this one it's just not it's just not right. Um. So all good. Yeah, the point is that um. <laughs> this device is quite impressive, and I'm I'm quite happy with it.
1: Yeah, I mean, for three four hundred bucks, yeah, it's not it's not a bad deal. Yeah. It's, um. It's, when yeah. I was doing when I was doing um before I got the IP one thousand, I was using just a single K twelve, mm-hmm. and that was. W- way more than enough so yeah um but i i do like the uh the way that the speakers are set up on the uh on the 300 where it's got like the the tweeters kind of pointing in opposite directions to kind of fill
0: yeah whole lot of throw i mean that's the thing of these tower speakers is they they fill a space really well without a ton of volume yeah so um yeah i was very happy with how it did what i had it the- parked essentially right behind me um and no feedback to speak of yeah um yeah, I was pretty impressed. Pretty impressed.
1: Twenty-eight inches high by eight by
0: eight. Yep, up on up on a just small, stand, pounds. small stand. Small stand, kind of, just kind of over my shoulder. Yep. Um, you know, frankly, with my mic just staring right at it, and no feedback at all.
1: You didn't care. Nah, all good. Not in the, not in the least. Yeah. Uh, so with these uh, gigs coming up, you got any spooky songs you're working on?
0: Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let me pull it up here because I, I, I definitely do have some spooky songs I'm working on. Um we have a whole little set list that we're planning that goes like this. Um should have warned me you were gonna ask about that. Well, anyway,
1: I'll point. I'll go ahead and I'll throw mine in just go, while you're go, working. Go. Um we're only doing th- we were gonna do four, but I think we are we're gonna do three. Um we'll be doing Somebody's Watching Me by Rockwell. Yes. Um we will be doing um Ghostbusters good ray parker junior good um and um what was the other one um we were going to do thriller but we're still kind of in that weird spot where we're not sure like should we be doing thriller
0: well because because michael's creepy it's just yeah i mean is it oh that's done is it yeah i have no trouble with that i have no trouble with that i mean you know he's still creepy but but the music i think stands on its own yeah uh, maybe not thriller. Maybe thriller, so iconic that there's some jangle about that still. But other stuff that we we have done, Gosh, want to be starting something, and uh, the way you make me feel, uh, both songs about unable to, you know, like thwarted sexual desire. Just to, well, make I mean, we 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 at. did
1: we did PyT, which yeah again, yeah again doesn't yeah it doesn't, doesn't necessarily it's not
0: great not great.
1: But it's a great song. It's a great
0: song. Yeah. Um, this is, I,
1: I hate to use the term problematic, but it, it is. It's problematic. It is problem, it's it's problematic.
0: problematic. If the Y stood for something else.
1: But it doesn't. But it, it doesn't. It, it means the one thing. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what are your spooky tunes?
0: All right. Um, uh, we have always done Season of the Witch by Donovan. Okay. Um, which is groovy and fun. Um, uh, I put a spell on you. Screaming Jay. Screaming Jay Hawkins. Um, Monster Mash. We're going to try it out. We're going to try it out. I don't know.
1: Um, have you heard the misfits version?
0: Uh, no, but I'll check it out. You should look that up. All right. You know, we're playing, um, the Saturday before Halloween, the 26th, we're playing, uh, a, a family event in the park downtown, um, which is huge by the way, cause I've really wanted to be in with those people, the, who book in the parks downtown. And, uh, yep. this is a, I, I did three hours of Christmas music for them last, last winter <laughs> which was fun. Uh, this is the first time the band has played with them, so I'm very excited about that. So, so I'm doing some kind of, i I want Monster Mash for like kid stuff version. Um, yep. now, non kid stuff, <laughs> the time warp. Yep. Which is a, which is just a, a great one. Um, yeah, I
1: mean, it's basically just a, it's a, it's a, like a boogie woogie tune.
0: Yeah. Well, it's got some, it's got some strangeness. The, let's do the time warp again. That's a very much non diatonic moment in the song yep. um and then we're adding get this a song called after dark by tito and tarantula which okay. uh, if you've seen the the um the, uh there was a very famous cinematic dance done by sama hayek um with a snake to this song um was that in from dusk till dawn it was it was it was i i've never heard of it Ah, you lie. So the point is, it's a great tune and a good Halloween. A good feels feels Halloweeny, feels spooky. Um, so we're adding that one. So yeah, I would
1: say um, you should definitely look up the uh, the Misfits, Misfits version it. of of that. And I was looking through some of the other ones. Um, I want candy. Bow wow wow is another good one. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, I put a spell on you. Spooky. You know that one? I don't. Uh, uh, You'd know it if you heard it. I'm sure. Let's see. What other ones do we have here? I'm looking through mine. In the Midnight Hour, Wilson Pickett. Is that a Halloween song? Well, I mean, but it's In the Midnight Hour. It's about, you know, things going on after dark. (laughs) Okay, but not the things that happen. Evil Ways, Santana.
0: Okay, that's a good choice.
1: Devil Went Down to Georgia.
0: Devil Went Down to Georgia. Now, so in my acoustic duo, my partner in that, Taylor, is a fiddler and can totally do Devil Went Down to Georgia. So yep. we'll be adding that one, not probably for Halloween, but just in general.
1: Let's see. Bad Moon Rising. You could probably get away with that one. Totally. A little credence. That one's easy. Um, weird Science or She Blind Me with Science. Uh, Those would kind of fall under both that.
0: Both good. Both good.
1: Little Red Riding Hood by Sam Sham and the Pharaohs. Do you remember that one? No. Hey, Little Red Riding Hood, you sure are looking good. Mm. It's a song about Little Red Riding Hood sung from the perspective of the Big Bad Wolf. Hot. It's a good one. You should look. That's one of my favorites, actually. All right. Uh, Let's see. There's some other good ones. Frankenstein, Edgar Winter Group. If If you're jamming. If you
0: really feel like a challenge.
1: Yep. Welcome to my nightmare, Alice Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. Witchy Woman, Eagles. Don't I think Fear I, the Reaper.
0: I think I googled this list. I think I think i I think I saw this thing.
1: This is a mix uh, I put on Apple Music. It's it's under the Johnson Jalloween Jamboree. Ah. Um we we really we like our we like our Halloween stuff. Been, uh, Pet I've, Cemetery, Ramones. That's
0: good. How about Crazy Train?
1: Uh it's not on this list. Scary Monsters, David Bowie, Sympathy for the Devil, Psycho Killer. Yeah. The ghost in you, psychedelic furs, Mister Crowley. There's some Aussie, yeah, uh, zombie cranberries, OBS. devil inside in excess. Shout out the devil. Highway to hell. People are strange. The doors. Damn man's party. Ongo Boingo, of course.
0: I uh, yeah, that one is a. I've tried to cover that. That is a very technical song.
1: Yes. So there is a um. There's a punk goes '80s version of that song that is built for a four piece. Huh. It doesn't quite have. I mean, it doesn't have a horn section, obviously, but it's 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 workable. Yeah. So that'd be worth looking into. Um, Every day is Halloween by Ministry. Uh, let's see. Bad things, which is from the True Blood uh, soundtrack. Hmm. Bella Lugosi's dead. Bauhaus. Yeah. See my Frankenstein. Another Alice Cooper. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, my four year old's favorite: Boris the Spider by the Who. Excellent. Burn in Hell, Twisted Sister. Yeah. Halloween, Sonic Youth. Let's see. You could do the Hall- Halloween. You
0: could do the the um, Halloween Town song from Nightmare Before Christmas.
1: Yep. Um, Manson did a version of that. By did he? All right. Yep. You should look that one up. All right. Halloween by the Dead, Kennedys. I'm your boogeyman, White Zombie. Halloween by Susie and the Banshees, Frankenstein by the New York Dolls, and then Burn the Witch by Queens of the Stone Age. Those are my top picks for spoopy Halloween tunes. Love it. I'm I'm a I'm a sucker for a theme, man.
0: Well, there you have it. We're coming up on it. Yep. So, I frankly, you know, we have I think one rehearsal before these two Halloween shows. So we got to get it together.
1: Yeah, I'm doing all of my shedding at work currently on my lunch hour. Um, and the, the, honestly, the what I'm having the hardest time with right now is somebody's watching me. Really, <laughs> it. Yeah, because there's no guitar part, so you're basically just following what the keys are doing, um, which is like this octave part between D and B flat. But the the position you have to play it in is just kind of awkward. Hmm. Um, you're basically you're doing a lot of like half step shifts, like uh, with your hand position, which isn't necessarily challenging, but it is when you're trying to do it while you're trying to think of what the next line
0: you're is.
1: Comping that. <laughs> Well it's more the boom 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 so the main
0: boom. main body riff.
1: Yeah. And the, I yeah, I mean the that little the that little intro riff is in there too. Mm. And you could theoretically comp it just doing D and B flat, but I'm trying to I'm trying to step up.
0: Yeah. Try to give the people what they want. Give the people what they want, and that is Rockwell, apparently. <laughs> it's a good song people actually dig that tune yeah I'm not one of them but I get it
1: hey I mean Michael Jackson with the feature I know I, know. I just, I also love the idea that um, Rockwell thinks that he can convince us that he's an average man with an average life and that he works from 9 to 5 because he's definitely Barry Gordy's son and has done none of those things ever So there you go that's just how the music biz get, goes, as far as I know.
0: I guess you make it bigger, you go home, or you
1: just do whatever, you... or you have you know. one hit like Rockwell. Yeah, until the money runs out,
0: and then well, but it gets new, you know, money for you every Halloween.
1: That's true. I mean, you know, that's why any artist who's worth anything puts out a Christmas album. Totally, because whether it's you know mediocre or not it's an excuse to sell records and it, it's it, uh, it's an excuse to tour and
0: no matter how bad it is it's going to be better than simply having a wonderful christmas time so for sure you will beat sir paul at something
1: the um uh, i i just found out about this and i'm i'm debating on going CeeLo green put out a christmas record probably 10 years ago at this point wow but i thought he did a, like i mean it's CeeLo, so it's great yeah he did, like, What Christmas Means to Me, like, all of the old soul stuff. And he's playing nice. a show in Atlanta. And I was like, I kind of want to go. Yeah. Just to, you know, I mean, it's CeeLo. He's, like, he's an Atlanta institution. Right. He's, like, right. Waffle House, right. basically. Yeah. But anywho. Very cool. This this is definitely a uh, cough syrup in, uh, influenced <laughs> episode. <laughs> Well, we covered it. We covered it. It's hey, man, it. they can't all be they can't all be
0: winners. No, yeah, I think Halloween and singing sick two very important topics.
1: I think you're right. The stats will tell us, though. I guess we'll find out. Anywho, yeah. guys, uh, thanks again for your continued support. Uh, I promise we'll come back next week with more to talk about. Uh, maybe something a bit more cohesive. And my voice will be back. Time will tell. Uh, but all that said, from Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson.
0: From Greensboro, North Carolina, yeah. I'm Dan Ray.
1: You've been listening to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, episode 72. Have a great week.